Say, this is my Bible. It contains the word of God. I am what he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. This morning, I'm about to receive the rich, unfailing, and gifted word of God, which is able to save my soul and give me an inheritance in the kingdom of God. My life will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, anoint my lips. Let me declare your word as of an oracle. Let your people be blessed and anointed. We pray that you change us and make us better and better and to live for you in Jesus' precious name. Everybody say a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. Can you take your seat? This month is our 10th month and uh, the number 10 means double grace and it's our month of completion. It means that whatever that you need to complete your life, may the Lord supply that need in your life. May the Lord supply joy. May he supply money. May he supply wisdom. May he supply contrast. May he supply favor. May he supply a good marriage. May he supply a loving partner. Whatever that is needed, the Lord, the way maker, may he make a way for you. May you, live, may you live for joy. May you rejoice in the Lord your God. May you have a new song to sing and say that the Lord God is good and his mercies endure forever. In Jesus' precious name, may every prayer you have prayed, may you have answers to those prayers. In Jesus' name, may angels sit on your walls. May your walls be called salvation. Your gates be called praise. Uh, and may the Lord put his hand into your hand. Lead you every step the way. Wipe away your tears. Put laughter in your mouth. And a new song upon your tongue. So sing and say that Lord God Almighty that I serve. He's a way maker. And he's a lifter up of my head. May God make you stronger than your enemies. And may he cause you to triumph on our friends. In Jesus' precious name, everybody say a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give God a hand of praise. Appreciate him. Appreciate him. Appreciate him. This month is our month of living for God. Amen. Living in righteousness. Somebody say living in righteousness. And to be righteous means to stand before God without any sin consciousness, without any guilt consciousness, and without any inferiority feeling. I'll say it again. To be, to be righteous means to stand before God without any sin consciousness, without any guilt consciousness, and without any sense of condemnation. May you stand before God without a sense of condemnation. You know, when you are, you are sin conscious, uh, um, you realize that you try to run away. When Adam sinned against God, and God asked Adam, where are you? He said, I was afraid and I hid myself. You know, when we're young, when your parents give you some job to do, and then you know you have not done it. When you see dad come, what do you do? You try to run away from that. Usually, you want to go and meet dad and say, dad, you are welcome. But because you know you did some bad stuff, you don't try to go and meet dad because you know that you are guilty of something. Now, sin makes us guilty. And so, God wants us to walk in such a life that we walk in righteousness. And to walk in righteousness means that he allowed Jesus to come and die on the cross for our sake. Took our place in his death so that we will walk in, 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 uh, uh, before God without any sin consciousness, without guilt, and without any sense of condemnation. Can I have an amen? amen. Now today, now when you become a Christian, one of the things you've got to do is to ensure that you avoid sexual sins. Tell somebody, now that I'm a Christian, no more sexual sins. That means that do not tolerate sexual sins. Amen. Now, in Obadiah 117, the Bible says that, are you in Obadiah 117? In Obadiah 117, the Bible says, upon Mount Zion, and we are in Zion, there shall be deliverance. So when you give your life to Christ, you have been delivered. Amen. And there shall be holiness. Somebody say holiness. Holiness means uh, to be special, to be set apart. Everybody's wife is holy. That means to the person means that she's been set apart unto the man and nobody has any business touching that woman. And if a man is also married, the other way around. Can I have an amen? And then he said, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. So if we want to possess our possessions, then there must be, first of all, there must be deliverance. That means that we're moving away from sin. There must be holiness, being set apart, and then we will possess our possessions. May this become our portion. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse number 9, Hebrews chapter 1, verse number 9, the Bible says that you have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Have you seen it? Because you have loved righteousness and hated iniquity, therefore God, even your God, has anointed thee above, I mean with the oil of gladness, above your fellows. 
So what is it that causes the oil of gladness? Do you want to walk in gladness and walk in, enjoy the oil of gladness? That means that you must love righteousness and hate iniquity. Tell somebody, love righteousness and hate iniquity. Can I have an amen? I actually would want everybody to write something like this. is very, very important. Amen. I'm not preaching. I'm taking my time to be teaching you the word of God. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Can I have an amen? So God wants us to love righteousness and hate iniquity. Iniquity are secret sins. Sins of the heart. Sins, things that you, you cannot, people cannot see. But b- between you and God, you know it's there. Hallelujah. Now, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 to 14, we're going to look at something real quick there. He said, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Hallelujah. And, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. That's what he walk in love. But, now reading with me this part, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Are you getting me, somebody? If you have it in an amplifier, you can do it in an amplifier, the verse number three onwards. So we say fornication. So immorality or sexual vice and all impurity of lustful, rich, wasteful living or greediness must not even be named among you as is fitting and proper among saints. God's consecrated people. We are God's consecrated people. And because of that, I say fornication shall not be mentioned among us. Amen. Impurity shall not be mentioned among us. Verse number four, let's hit it. Neither filthiness, eh, nor foolish talking, nor jesting. You see, I'm talking about, you see, the Christianity, we say we are Christians. These are the things that we've got to espouse. Are you getting me? Bible says that we, we, should, we, we are not to walk in filthiness, nor foolishness, nor talking, nor jesting. No, sorry, a filthiness or foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Let's look at it in the amplified of that one. Amplified. Let there be no filthiness. Filthiness is talking about obscenity or indecency. Are you getting me? Obscene. Stripping yourself in some way. Your language is obscene. Vulgar. Christian. And when you open your mouth, Kole Lagoon smells better. Hello? Now foolish and sinful, silly and corrupt talk. You know some guys, the moment they see it, you can see Christians. When a sister is walking around, they are describing the shape of the buttocks. What kind of life is this? And the shape of the breast. This one's breasts are big, this one's are medium, this one are large. What, have you, what business have you got to do with describing People's bodies. Have you become an anatomical specialist? Trying to describe. Are you here with me? You see, we are talking about being Christian. So, Christianity is not speaking in tongues. No, that is not. This is what he's telling us to do. No filthiness. That means no obscenity. Is that right? Or indecency. That means that a Christian must be known as someone who is decent. You see, when we're going to school in SU, you realize that the SU boys and girls were decent people, generally. Are you getting me? Decent. So sometimes when the people see that you, are, you look very decent, they ask, are you an SU boy? And truly too, you could see an SU boy. Today you don't know a born again Christian from somebody who is a worldly person. You don't know. Am I preaching the truth or not? Yes. You can't say. You can't say that this boy is a Christian. This girl is a Christian. Yeah. Because you see that the, the Christians, as they are speaking in tongues, they are grinding. As they are speaking in tongues, they are hitting somebody's buttocks. Yeah. They are hitting somebody's buttocks. And you are looking for somebody's breast to fondle. In, in obscenity, indecency, nor foolish and sinful, silly and corrupt talk, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting or becoming, but instead voice your thankfulness to God. 
Verse number five. For this you know. Watch it. This, this is my anchor scripture before I start getting into my message. For this you know that no whoremonger, a whoremonger is a prostitute or somebody who sells out her body. A prostitute is somebody who, who gives sex in order to get some gains. So if you give sex to get max, you are a prostitute. If you give sex in order to get a job, you are a prostitute. Are you getting me? Yeah, if you give sex even to try to get affection. Some girls who get, give sex in order to get affection from men, they are prostituting themselves. If you give sex in order so that somebody can give you money for food, you are prostituting. No unclean person, no, no a covetous man who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of God. No, no prostitute, no unclean person, no covetous man, a covetous person is somebody who goes in for people's sake. He sees this person, he says, I like your green shirt, I want your green shirt, I'll do everything to be able to take your green shirt away from you. you, you no, 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 that, you have not been created that way. Let's look at the amplifier, what the amplifier says. For to be sure of this, no person practicing sexual vice. I, I listen to me. It's Apostle Paul preaching, though. Today I'm just quoting Apostle Paul. I am reading Bible to you. I'm not trying to interpret anything to you. No person practicing sexual vice or impurity in thought. Ajibubone. Impurity in thought or in life. Or one who is covetous. That means one who has lustful desire for the property of others. And is greedy for gain. When you come to church, you see somebody say, I must have some bowels. This shoe, I must have. And you will do everything. I'm not saying if you admire somebody's thing, you can't wear some. But that lustful, see, lust is an evil thing. Lust is an uncontrollable desire for something. That lustful desire for the property of others and is greedy for gain. For he, in effect, is an idolater. Eh? This person ha has any inheritance in the kingdom of God and of God. That means that anybody who is involved with this will not have an inheritance of Christ and will not have an inheritance of God. Verse 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words. These days there's a lot of deception. One says, say forever. So I can do anything. I can go and craft beer. Yeah? Beer, dear. I call your... Are you here with me? Yeah. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things, because of these things that we have described, cometh the wrath of God upon the children of what? Disobedient. It means that we are, we are children of God. And you know children can be disobedient. And when children are disobedient to their parents, their children, they get abandoned them. Amplified. Let no one delude and deceive you with empty excuses and groundless arguments. Groundless arguments for these things. Are you getting me? Yeah. You see, people, that we don't know whether they are dressed up or not. I said, we don't know whether they are dressed up or not. Yeah. And then, the pride of it is that we are not ashamed of our bodies. Yeah, this is... So that when the girls are becoming nude and going to say, we are not ashamed of our bodies. I've got big breasts. I'm not ashamed of it to show it to the world. I've got small. I'm not ashamed. I've got this kind of... Body. No, 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 no. Listen, a worldly person can... Someone say, no, 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 no. Do your hand and say, no, 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 no. If you are not doing it, you are a suspect. You are a suspect. It means you want to do it. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's suspect Let no one delude and deceive you with empty excuses. Are you getting me? Oh, I can do it. You know, people say, I can eat palm wine. I, 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 palm oil. Palm soup. And after that, I'll clean my teeth so nobody will see it. But it has entered your tummy. So when, whatever you do in secret, the God who sees in secret will reward you openly. For this is... Through these things, the wrath of God what, comes upon the sons of rebellion and what? Disobedience. Hey. Verse 7. So do not associate or be sharers with them. 
So people who live such lives, what? Do not associate with them. Are you wiser than God? So if you say that, oh, ask for me, they will be my friends. A prostitute will be my friend. A, a guy who talks anyhow will be my friend. Someone who is immoral will be my friend. Somebody who goes and smokes shisha. And the shisha person is your best friend. Shishai. Yes. One Bible says that evil communication corrupts good manners. Show me your friend and I will show your character. Hello? Yeah. When I see you and I see the person I work with, I can, only, uh, I can already predict your future without speaking in tongues, without closing my eyes. Yes. Verse 8. For once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Tell your friend, walk as children of light. Uh, lead the lives of those native born to the light. Amen. Verse 9. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Verse 10. Let's go on. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no, read it with me everybody, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Amplify it. If today all we are doing is reading the Bible, it's okay. Take no part. Everybody, I want to hear verse 1, 2. Take no part in and have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds and enterprises of darkness. Fruitless deeds. That thief has no fruit. And enterprises of what? Darkness. A sumu A sumu niyamabone. Night market business. You're a Christian. And weekends, you go and spend weekends somewhere. Yeah. TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. Friday afternoon, you have started gravitating some, towards some place. Yes. With your condoms, pack of condoms. In your bag. Or at your back pocket. Shabakotobalaba. As you are going, you say, Mikahataba. Dibahakotobea. Enebaya. Weekendia. Ebeso. Papa. We say, Mununi Uje. Am I preaching here? And you are, the, you are the person they are narrowing you from your room. For people to come and misbehave. And you are happy. You are a mother. And then your son has brought a girlfriend in the house. And you are very much aware that the boy is sleeping with the... Uh, are they wood and metal? That they have come to you and you are, you are, you are there. And they are inside one room. And they have come to sleep over. Sleep what over? Some of you women say, my daughter is going for sleep over. Do you know what I'm going to do sleep over? It's an all night of foolishness for many of them. But instead, let your lives be so in contrast as to expose and reprove and convict them. Mawobra enyebra. Echirisa nyamano. Let your light shine such that that darkness will be exposed. Verse 12. Miko. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Verse 13. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever does make manifest is light. Verse 14. Wherefore, he said, Awake, tell your friend, Awake, Awake. thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. Amen. Verse 15. <laughs> so then, you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Verse 16. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. I've finished. Amen. So, this scripture is telling that immorality should not be mentioned among us. 
And you see, this subject of immorality has ruined families. Are you getting me? Brought about untold hardships. Hmm? Unwanted pregnancies and unwanted children. Sometimes from nowhere you are going to born some child from somewhere. And that child as it comes, he messes up the whole relationship. One night stands. A few minutes of pleasure brings about perpetual sorrow and divisiveness in the family. It has brought kings low. Yes, that was what destroyed uh, 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 King David's family. Brought king, kings low. Shame precedence. Eh? And destroy the lives of priests and prophets. There's no respect of persons if you don't obey the scripture. Bible says that who can put fire in the bosom and not be burnt? Hello? Yeah. It's like a dust that is striking your liver. Hello? You see, I just like the guy. My feeling came and I slept with, her, with him. You don't know what you have done. You have opened yourself up to demons. Are you listening to me? Because sex is the easiest means of opening the door for demons to enter into you. Sex. Amen? Sex is not bad by itself. According to Genesis 2.24, God ordained sex in marriage. Is that right? Genesis 2.24. A man shall leave his father and mother, cleave unto his wife, they shall be one flesh. So that is the fact that there should be sex. In Hebrews 13.4, the Bible says that the marriage bed is undefiled. The marriage bed is undefiled. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 3 to 5, the Bible encourages sex in marriage. It says, let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. Is that right? Why? Because the wife has no power of her own body. So again, say that I don't feel like. It's not a matter of I don't feel like. But the husband. And likewise also the husband has no power of his own body, but the wife. And he said, defraud ye not one another, except it be with consent. So your failure, you see, God is, is an amazing God. At a certain stage, he said, don't have sex. Another stage, if you don't have sex, you have sinned. So if you are not married and you have sex, you have sinned. But if you are married and you don't have sex, also you have sinned. So there's a time to do everything. I, I, I hear with me. Yeah. So the time to do it, you must do it. And the time you don't have to do it, you don't have to do it. So if you are not married, you don't have to do it. No matter the feeling. And if you are also married, no matter the feeling, you must do it. Well, you are not happy with my preaching. Amen. Amen. In order to please God. And you must understand that you don't enter into marriage to please yourself. It is to fulfill a purpose. So if you are somebody, in fact, in life, if, if you are just a person who always wants to please yourself, then you cannot please God. Because what God will tell you will not be something that will please you. You see, when Jesus was going to the cross, he pleased him to go to the cross. That's why he said, Lord, not my will, but let your will be done. He said, if it's possible, let this car be taken away from him. He could, could see the shame and everything that was coming upon him. Can I have an So the Bible says that don't get involved in sexual sins. Now, what are se sexual sins? What are some of the sexual sins? Number one, fornication. The word fornication comes from the Greek word poneo. It means having sex before marriage. So we say, having sex before. That is, yeah, before, before the marriage. So anybody who has sex before marriage is, is committing poneo. That is poneo. Someone say poneo. Yeah. That is premarital sex or unlawful or immoral acts of sex. Now, in the Bible, am I here with you? When people have sex in marriage, we say the man knew his wife. 
But when you have sex outside of marriage, you say, the person laid with her. So, are you being known or you are being laid with? So, listen. When in the Bible, read your Bible carefully. Bible says, and the man, and, eh, yeah, the man knew, and Adam knew his wife, or this person knew his wife. That means that the, it was a legitimate relationship. But when the person said, and the person laid with her on any diet, on any diet, in nano, that, in that sense, the nature said, I'm fat. I said, I'm fat. Yeah. What, uh, am I preaching some somebody here? Amen. In Acts fifteen twenty, one of the major things we have been told to abstain from is sexual sins. Yeah. When the uh, the church, the Gentile church, was confronted with an issue, the Jerusalem Council met. And then they wrote to them that these are the things that as Christians they've got to uh, look at carefully. He said, but that we write unto them that they abstain from what? Pollutions of idols. So every Christian must be away from what? Pollutions of idols. And idolatry is anything you place that before God. You must not have any Amega, Amega, Ho Ho, Amega. Are you getting me? Don't have any idol. And number two, you must abstain from fornication. Poneo, and you must abstain from things that have been strangled and from blood. Is that right? Yeah. So you don't shed blood, committing abortion, and strangle. That's the reason why when animals that are to be eaten, you don't strangle them, you must cut their throat so that the blood will come out. God told them this is. But among them was fornication. What the, the, the Lord told them not to do. Now in First Corinthians Chapter. Now, what is it that sexual sin is so, so important to avoid? Because the body, eh, sexual sin is the only sin against the body. So when you commit sexual sin, you are sinning against your own body. Write it. Sexual sin is a sin against your own body. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18 to 20. First Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 18 to 20. If I then say, thank you, Jesus. Okay. Now, let's read together. Everybody, flee fornication. What's the meaning of flee? Quickly run away. So anything, when you see there's a sin of fornication, run away from it. Don't, it, Bible didn't say resist fornication. You cannot resist fornication. You must run away from it. Because your body is talking. There's a certain feeling. Are you getting me? So you must move away from it. Flee means that what? Close the door. Run away. So I say away. Flee what? Fornication. Why? Because everything that a man does is without the body. That means that. But he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body. So the more you are sleeping with boys and girls who are not your partner, the more you are sinning against your body, the more you are destroying your body. That's the reason why when you see girls or people who sleep around, you see their faces begin to look some funny way. It's a chunchum. So it's a chunchum. Huh? They look haggard. Go around. See, most of the girls, when you go, go to the junction here this evening, you will see young, young girls. Eh? 21 years, 18 years, whatever. When you look at their faces, it's all foundation. Let them wash the foundation away. And you will see the kankwe face. Hardened face. Face of sin and wickedness. Listen, please, I beg you. I am not preaching any message to condemn anybody. I'm only trying to preach the word of God that this is a month of righteousness and God wants us to walk in righteousness so that we can, we can obtain the blessings of God. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that we are human. Are you getting me? And we can, we can slip off. We can slide away into certain kinds of vices or negativities. But God wants us to get on course. Because sometimes, 
You see, you, when you slide it away, you will think still, you'll still be enjoying it, and then you'll go deeper into a dish that will destroy you. And that is why I'm here as a servant of God, as a mandate from Jehovah God, to preach this word to you. Amen. So don't go around and say that when, when the church, the pastor was preaching about me, pastor knows something about, I don't know anything about you. I am only preaching the word of God. I beg you. I beg you. Don't judge. Don't, don't play table tennis with this. Amen. Yeah. Don't play table. If, if you don't like it, it's okay. You close your mind. That's all. Yeah. But don't fight it. Amen. Okay. Now, read it with me. Flee fornication. Everything that the man that jumped to the verse 19. What? Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? As a Christian. Which is in you. Which you have of God. And you, have, you are not your own. That's what you are not your own. Uh-huh. So as you're walking around, don't think you're own. In the mirror, I'm a demon. The emperor, I'm a demon. I'm a demon. No, no, I don't want to. I'm a chumba. Verse 20. For you were bought with what? A price. That's the blood of Jesus. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. Which means that, brother, your body belongs to God. Eh? We used to have a song, my body, eh? Now God, I go give up, my body, eh? It is for my God, my body, eh? Now God, I go give up, my body, eh? It is for my God. It is in God. Number two, adultery. Adultery is, has also the same Greek word, poneo, but it is sex outside marriage. Fornication is sex before marriage. Adultery is sex outside of marriage. That means that you are married but you are having sex with somebody who is not your marital partner. Sex must be had, must be had, must be, must be had. Is it correct English? Yeah, must be had. Eh? In marriage so when you go outside the confines of marriage you have entered into what we call adultery someone say adultery Adultery. Mm. and in the old testament adultery attracted death leviticus 2010 that's the reason why you know people they always say that uh, leviticus 2010 that's why they say that when people the reason why eh uh, the what the reason why Moses allowed for divorce is that the, the only reason was what? Where there's what? Adultery. Which means that the one who committed adultery must be what? Stoned to death. So he's not available. So it means that if you have been stoned to death, it means that the, death, uh, the marriage is what? So death do you pass. So if somebody has committed adultery, it means that he will receive the penalty for the adultery. They'll be stoned to death so the other person is then free to marry. Watch it. Read it with me. Everybody read with me. It's on the screen. And the man that committed adultery with another man's wife, even he that committed adultery with his neighbor's wife, the adulterer and adulteress shall surely be put to death. That's why when David slept with Bathsheba, he slept with somebody's wife. And when Nathan went to him and then he confessed, the Lord said, okay, fine. You have been forgiven, but you still suffer for that. So there are, listen, you will be forgiven, but there are consequences for that. You see, if you don't know and you get a wound, after the wound it will be healed, but the scar will be there. That is why you don't get, you try not to get some wounds. That's why they try not to get some wounds. Amen. And if you are a girlfriend to somebody who is married, you, you, you don't have insurance. I said what? You do not have any insurance. You are being foolish. The man says, I'm there. I'm there. That when the man dies, they may not invite you. There's nothing that you have. Yeah. You, 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 are, not, you, are, you are not known. Are you getting me? Yeah, you are, you are not known. One day, I know somebody, a relation, and then he was having children with somebody, he was married, and having children with some other woman somewhere. When the person's mother died or something, and then the girl's family had come. 
that we have come to present ourselves. I said, who are, who are you? you? You have children with the person, but legitimately you are not known. We cannot announce your name. You cannot announce your name. So look for your own. And stop parasiting. Adultery. Number three. Uncleanness. Someone say uncleanness. Uncleanness comes from the Greek word akathasia. Someone say akathasia. It means covered with filth. Covered with what? Filth. Covered with filth. It means moral uncleanness. Any natural pollution which are, which whether acted out or by oneself or with someone. Any natural pollution. Whether so it's obscenity in act or gestures. Is that right? When somebody is unclean, that means that the person is obscene either in their acts or in their gestures. Are you getting me? Yeah, you see some girl, then he has intentionally opened the leg some way, or the boy is doing some of the boys, you see, the way when they are walking, then they have. <laughs> Two days ago, I saw a boy, and once he was walking in public, his hand is inside his panties. In walking, I said, what kind of a... It is not right. If the ladies also remove your whatever and they to their will you be happy? Hey. Romans chapter 1, verse 24 to 27. Wherefore, God, gave, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Have you seen it? Uncleanness between themselves. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever? 26. For this cause, God gave them up into vile affections. For even their women did change their natural use into that which is against nature. That means that the women were sleeping with women. Verse 27. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman... Bend in their last one toward what? Another. So if you have an unnatural affection, you see, if you're a man and you say, me, I don't like women, you have, you have a problem. A man must like a woman. A woman must like a man. Are you getting me? Yeah. So if a man is there and naturally he hasn't got any affection for a woman, but rather has an affection for a man and wants to have a carnal knowledge of a man that is known as homosexuality. So homosexuality and lesbianism, that is what he's talking about over here. And these are sexual sins. So if somebody comes to go to say, this girl, this is the sister says, hey, I like you. I like your skin. Then they touch your skin. I like your skin. I like that they come and sleep in my tent. Use your two hands and put in the eyes of the person. Because the person wants to remove your two eyes, so remove his own first. Are you here with me? Run away. And if the person touches, said, if you put your hand on me, touch me, you'll be very sorry. And after that, when the person says, say, if you punish me, I will not do it. And I will expose you. Listen to me. Don't let anybody threaten you eh? when he tries to do something with you. Tries to have sex with you or something. And then you say, the moment he tries to do it, that one rise up in rebellion against the person. Don't let the person use his, or his office or her office against you. Sometimes the women use it against the men. You see a young man there that the madame has come sleep with me. If you don't sleep with me, I won't promote you. This man, I won't give you a word. And maybe even the guy is married. He has to go and give the wife. And they say he has to do it. No, you are defiling yourself. You are, you, you are bringing evil upon yourself, upon your family. And no, no, do not do that. Say, I cannot do this shameless thing. Being like a Joseph. Joseph stood his ground. Joseph was supposed to be a prime minister. If Joseph had slept with Mrs. Potiphar, he couldn't have become a prime minister. He would have negotiated his future because of his present need. Your future is great. 
I said, your future is great. Can I have an amen? Yeah. So stand against that boss. Stand against that senior in school who wants to sleep with you, who wants to mess your body up. Stand against that uncle, that houseboy, who says that if you say it, I will, I, will, I, I will kill you. Or I will beat you up. Then you better beat me. We Africans, we have not been taught to speak the truth. Most of us, we know the truth about what our friends are doing. We know the truth about what many people are doing. And we know this thing is bad, but we can't even open our mouths. And when you give people misbehave, we say we are the family, we are a family. What family? Foolishness must be addressed and punished. Yes. Don't you know that if you have a sex with a, a young girl, you have confused the person? A three-year-old girl, four-year-old boy, little girl, and you, you the man, you put your penis into the mouth of the child. Don't you know you have confused the girl forever in life? And then you are a woman, and you have put a small boy on top of you. You have removed the small boy's penis, you are pulling, pulling the penis of the small boy, and put the small boy on you. I know today you are not happy that you came to church. But I am preaching a message that when you avoid, you walk in blessing. Yeah. Most of us don't know why we don't walk in the blessing. Because speaking to Shallah Baba, you can go to all kinds of places. Prophets can prophesy from morning, morning to night over your life. And your life will be still be the same. Because it's just not any man who bless you. It is God who bless you. And if you disobey his word, he can't bless you. But if you obey him, he will bless you. Amen? Yeah. Am I preaching here? Filthiness includes lewdness. Someone say lewdness. What is lewdness? Lewdness is the compulsion to expose the body, to entice people to have sex with you. It means you are calling for customers. You know some girls, the way they dress, you will see the body cleavages are showing. They are put oil on their breasts. And you have exposed, you see, you, when you, you have exposed a quarter of your breast, half of your breast, these days, some of the girls even dress somewhere, and then they are wearing short pants, and part of their buttocks is sticking out. And when you do that, you are confusing the guys. What you are saying is that I am advertising myself. I am here on sale. Come and have your bites and pay for it. It's called lewdness. Someone say lewdness. It's in the Bible. It includes fashion that exposes vital parts of men and women. Vital parts. When you dress as a woman and you are wearing your beads, nobody should see your beads. Cover your beads up. You wear your beads and G-string and you are wearing it. And when you wear your, you bend a little and the G-string and the beads and everything is indecency. And what are you doing? You, 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 you are calling for, you are calling for things. Men are moved by what they see. So no matter the spirituality of the person, you are, called, you are creating confusion in the head of the person. Are you getting me? Yeah. One day somebody was coming to have wedding. Please, dress well. If you want to show, expose your breast, do it in the room with your partner. But they come and then sometimes you will see this person's dress. No bra. If you are not wearing bra, I'm told they have something that they use to support whatever. And then as the thing was there, all of a sudden, as the thing was going on, and then the preacher was standing on top there, then the breast popped out. Then the person now had to rearrange the breast. Collect this one and put this one. Collect that one and put this one there. Rearrangement. Restructuring. Reconstruction. I said reconstruction. Why? Why should you do that? And some of the brothers are tall. So when they are standing by us, we worship the Lord. We worship the Lord. And they say, what say worship on the cross? What say Bibia? 
when they lift their hand, Kalaba Shala, Olaba Shalaba. Oh, one day one pastor he he confessed. He was praying. He said, Oh Lord, when I see the women's buttons, oh Lord, help. I'm telling you, it's a truth. Thing. He said himself. Yes. When you wear your dress, do not show all your contours. Dress as a decent Christian woman. And you see, this day, some of the Christian girls think that when they dress with their lewdness and they show that, that is what will attract the past. Any serious, decent Christian will not go for a girl who is selling her body parts. Something everybody has seen. Eh? Area pan. Area whatever. Then uh, you, you two you are going for area whatever. Oh, don't do that. Tell your friend, don't do that. Amen. Lasciviousness. That's the next one. Lasciviousness. You have no restraints. Eh? People, people kissing in public. In some places, even people have sex in public. Yeah? Number three, incest. Incest is having sex with a close relation. Close relative. Incest is definitely, generally, defilement or desecration of something holy. Defilement or desecration of something holy. Now, in Leviticus 18, hmm, verse 16 and 17, the Bible says that, Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife. It is your brother's, it is thy brother's nakedness. So when you sleep with your brother's wife, it's your brother's nakedness. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of a woman and her daughter. Some people will sleep with a, the, the girl they want to marry, and including the, the mother as well. Neither shall thou take her son's daughter, or her daughter's daughter, so you don't sleep with somebody's grandchild. To uncover her nakedness, for they are her near uh, kinswoman. It is wickedness. Jump to verse 6. Jump to verse 6. None of you shall approach to any that is near of kin to him. Are you getting me? That means that don't try to sleep with anybody who is close to you in terms of blood. To uncover their nakedness. I am the Lord. Verse 7. The nakedness of your father or the nakedness of your mother. Don't sleep with a father or a mother. Hello? Yeah. And if you are you also attracted to your child, do not sleep with your child. She is thy mother. And don't sleep with your wife's child. Or your husband's child. She is thy mother. That shall not uncover her nakedness. Verse 8. The nakedness of thy father's wife shall thou not what? Uncover. It is your father's word, nakedness. Listen. I don't want to even write all the way. Leviticus 6, 18, 6 to 17. I don't have time to get into it. But I will give you two scriptures and then I'm done for today because of time. Eh? Deuteronomy 27. 20 and then 22 and 23. There is a curse on those who, who commit incest, who sleep with people who are not, I mean, who are their relations. Read it with me. Curse be he that lies with his father's wife because he uncovers his father's skirt. And all the people shall say, Amen. verse 22. Curse be he that lies with his sister. Those of you are sleeping with your sisters. The daughter of his father or the daughter of his mother. And all the people shall say, Amen. You see, there's a deception we say that, or whatever, nobody. So I'm letting you know it. 23. Cursed be he that lies with his mother-in-law. And the people shall say, Amen. Don't you watch films that people sleep with their mothers-in-law? Now let me show you something. In First Chronicles chapter 5 verse 1, Reuben could not inherit the promises of God and the blessings of God. He lost the birthright because 
he committed this sin of incest by sleeping with his father's wife. And when he slept with the father's wife, he was disinherited. Read it with me. Now the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, for he was the firstborn, but for as much as he defiled his father's bed, his birthright was given to, unto the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel. And the genealogy is not to be reckoned after the birthright. So you see, for sleeping, so some of you, listen to me, you are losing some blessings because you are getting to this. So you go to a prophet, you go to a man of God, you come to a pastor, and the pastor is praying, Shabakoto, Italikaba, Itayata, Ayakuandia. He's preaching and blessing you and say that, and nothing is working because a curse is rather operating in your life for, for working in immor, for uh, breaking moral, I mean, working in immorality. Are you getting me? Doing the wrong thing. So that's why you have to listen. Bible says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate therein, day and night, that you observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then you will make your way prosperous, and then you have good success. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. When you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 and 2, it says that, uh, are you here with me? It shall come to pass, if you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, to observe and to do His commandments, which are commanded this day, that the Lord your God will set your high above the nations of the earth. And verse 2 says that, And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, if you hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. Yes. Trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus. Amen. Same thing, Reuben. I'm showing you something. In Genesis 49, just to prove that Reuben faith, that Reuben was disinherited because he slept with the father's concubine. He committed incest. May the Lord deliver us. And they, in our time of ignorance, that we kiss our brother. You kiss your sister. You kiss somebody, a cousin. <laughs> oh Lord. I said, oh, we are cousins. It's blood. When you even do that, eh? Eh, genetically, that's why you people even don't marry. Inbreeding takes place. And when there's inbreeding, it affects even the, the, the quality of children that are produced. Are you here with me? So in the wisdom of God, God says that, do not attempt to get into this. Let's read it. Genesis 49, verse 3 and 4. And I am done. For today, I'll continue later. Reuben, when Jacob was about to die, he said, Reuben, you are my firstborn. He called his children. You are my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength. The excellency of what? Dignity. And the excellency of power. Oh, everybody's firstborn is very special. Yeah. Your firstborn child, oh man, how the child comes to the Lord. What a blessing. Verse 4. Unstable as what? Water. You shall not excel. Hey, never do anything that your father will speak again. Listen to me. Listen to me. All a child must look for is the blessing of a father. Never operate in any way that your father has pain in his heart. Sometimes, listen, your father may not say anything, but he's still working against you. Are you listening to me? Yeah. And when you also know that you have offended the father, many fathers may not talk. Yes. So, and don't think that they don't know it. When you know that you have done something against a father, humble yourself, go and kneel before a father, lie down and say, Father, I am sorry, forgive me. Like the prodigal son. When you went back, his father was sorry. But you see, the interesting thing about father is that they have a heart of openness to love you. It's true. Only a few fathers will reject us. Look at us, human beings. Wicked as we are. But when we go to God, therefore, forgive us. But when you overlook it and you ignore it, never think that a father doesn't know your sins. Hello? Most of you, the thing you say about me, I know it. But I see I'm smiling. Hello. Good morning, Daddy. I say, good me. Daddy. It, it was better you have done. Good morning. Yeah. You know it. You know what you say in your homes. You know what you say in your heart. 
You know what you have said about others? You know what you have said in discussions? Yes. But it is all in your own interest that the thing you said about your father to go to him. I said, Father, I think I was foolish. I didn't know, I didn't understand. And I made certain remarks. Forgive me. I'm sorry. You know what has made Bishop that great? When he was in church, the pastor was going to collect an offering. And then he squeezed his face and made some remark. And there was a, a young girl sitting by the girl looked at him and, and he squeezed her face and did something, gave him uh, an, an east wind kind of look. And something went through his head that I, he had said and done the wrong thing. But right after the service, he went to look for the pastor. He sat down, sat down for a long time, for hours before the pastor. You know, pastor, sometimes after the service, there are so many meetings. Then the pastor came out and he said, Yeah, young man, what is it? He said, oh, when, when you were preaching or something, I made a certain remark. Taking an offering and a murmured and said, Please forgive me. Then a man patted his back. He said, Go away. God's going to use you. God's going to touch you. That act neutralized a curse that would have come upon him. I, I, I hear with me. Yeah. You would think a father doesn't know. Listen, fathers know things. A short father is taller than eh, six feathers away than a tall person who is standing in the palanquin or on top of an Iroko tree. Yeah. A, a short father stands under a tree, sees further than the one who has climbed on top of the tree. And you see, a tall person has climbed. So when Reuben went and slept with the father's wife, he knew about it. He didn't say anything till he was about to die. Do you know that many fathers disinherit their children? with you, they'll give you food, they'll give you whatever. But you'll be so surprised that they will, they will not put your name inside. And if it comes truly in your heart, whether they should recommend you or not, you will see. Because you see, your attitude towards a father, listen to me. Your attitude towards a father will determine your promotion or demotion in life. It is not your school. It is not your hard work. Life is about blessings and curses. And are you attracting? And, and the father stands in the place of God. Are, are you listening to me? A father stands in the place of mothers. Please, don't let your children misbehave towards their fathers. Let them walk in, in problems. Most boys, or most children, are in a problem because of, the, because of their fathers, of their mothers. What the mothers tell their children and their children begin to be disrespectful and abhor their fathers in the house. Meanwhile, the boy walking around is a seed of a man. Nespem, no, no. I said, Nespem, no, no. That is the sperm of the man. A lot of energy went out of him before he came. And especially when the children are growing up, you see the women attracting the children to themselves. That's why most men die early. And out of heartbreak and pain, they feel so rejected and dejected. There are many children, when they travel outside the country and they are inviting people, ask whether they invite their father. When they give them, they invite their, 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 their mothers. And then what should the man eat? And you, the wife, you have traveled three months, six months. You have gone. And the man should be sitting there. And when he goes to his re relations, that one you say, uh, he, he likes his relations. Hello? I'm preaching. Unstable as water. He told him what? Unstable as what? Water. You shall not what? Excel. Because you went up to your... Father's bed. Have you seen it? When no papa and you defiled it, he went to my couch. You shall not excel. Ladies and gentlemen, Absalom died tragically for going to sleep with his father's concubines. So all I'm trying to say today eh, is that walk in righteousness, hate iniquity. Your sins may not be seen by anybody, but God is seeing it. Are you hearing me? 
and never sleep with anybody's wife. A big curse is coming on you and your children. Never. Under any situation. I don't like this. I don't like this thing that you are doing at all. He said, my husband doesn't treat me well. You are not the one to treat the, guy, the, the, the person well on behalf of them. Are, are you getting me? My wife doesn't treat me well. Please don't go and break people's marriages. Are you here with me? The young lady said, eh, he said he doesn't like the wife again. It is me that she... It's me that he likes. If he has a wife to stay away, you don't tell to her, they will sweep you away. Share. 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 Forgive me. I know today my message has not been very nice at all. It is not nice at all. But I didn't come to preach a nice message. I came to preach. Hebrews 1, 9. Put the, on the scripture on the screen. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thyself. Today, from today, sisters, when they are coming, when you are going anywhere, look at yourself in the mirror. Don't wear a dress to say, my tricky Jesus. They, you have cut them. You have cut, they are wearing a long skirt too. But they have cut all the way here. Why should somebody see your ties? Why do, do you want us to see your ties? Don't dress like that. You to the guy. The Okochichi. You have opened your shirt, whatever, and your hair is going, and you are walking around, and then some of the guys too, they put their pants on their... their you don't know where, where their buttocks is. Where is your waist? Yeah, one day I asked a, a little boy, he was going to school. And I said, where is your waist? Then I pointed the waist. I said, move your, your shorts up. Put your waist. Put your belt there. I followed him all the way to the classroom so that he doesn't decide the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I followed him all the way to the classroom. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of where. I'm out of time. <laughs> But what is the essence of this message? Acts 37. When Peter had preached, then the people asked, Men and brethren, what shall we do? They were pricked in their hearts, and verse 38, Peter said unto them, Repent. Tell somebody, repent. Repent means about a change of mind and heart. This message is not to make us feel bad, but it's to make us assess ourselves. And say that I don't have to walk in this kind of life. But I have to walk with Jesus. Amen. So in a minute you want to talk to God and say, Lord, help me to know you, to love you. Help me to love righteousness and hate iniquity. Any secret sin in me, Lord, forgive me. Create in me a clean heart, oh Lord. And renew a right spirit within me. Create me a clean heart, oh Lord. And
your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Touch me. Touch me. Wash me and cleanse me. Wash me and cleanse me. From all unrighteousness. From all unrighteousness. Here, and you want to say, Preacher, I want my sins to be forgiven. I want Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. I want Him to be the King and Lord of my life. I want to become born again. I want to be a changed person. Lift your right hand wherever you are. I want to pray with you. The Lord will forgive your sins and cleanse you. Yes, God bless you. If you have lifted your hand, just walk to me. God bless you. Come to me. Come to me. God bless you. Give them a hand. God bless you. God bless you. It's fantastic. It's good to know that you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Would you want to lift your two hands and everybody join us to pray this prayer together? Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. Come to you just as I am. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. Cleanse me. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From all unrighteousness. Jesus. Jesus, come and save my heart. Come and save my heart. Be my Lord. Be my, my Lord. King and my master. King and my master. From today, from today, I'm fully yours. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father, for these precious souls. I pray that they will be planted in your house and they will flourish in your cause. In Jesus' name.